welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 13. I'm your host, Sal Katar, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How are you doing, Nihal? Uh, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, you know, we have some CONCACAF, champi- CONCACAF Champions League action going on right now. Ourselves up one nothing. I'm Municipal. Yesterday was also Sunil Chetri's birthday. Indian legend. Indian soccer legend. I think we just re- revealed a lot about ourselves. What, that we're, that we're of Indian descent? Yeah. I mean, okay, Chetri is a legend, first of all, number one. I know most of you probably don't know who he is, but... Hey, hey leading, leading goals in Asian qualifying right now. Yes. For the World Cup. Yes, and he scored so many goals for, for India. Also, he did play for the Kansas City Wizards, didn't make any MLS appearance, is, made no MLS appearances. He should have. I don't know why he didn't. He's good enough. But he also played for Kansas City against Manchester United. So I could just be like a diehard KC fan. In what competition? Uh, it was a friendly. Okay. Okay, yeah, a diehard KC fan who has also said they're a crew fan. Okay, I'm a Probably just bandwagon. Okay, we're out of Indian descent, but this doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why don't we get to the big news that's happened recently? That's, um, this is not bigger than Sunil Chetri's birthday. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Both forwards, though. Uh, so, some big <laughs> news. <laughs> so, big news for Aaron Johansson. Um, we've just received word, I mean, not us personally, but <laughs> there's word that Azed and Werder Bremen have agreed a transfer fee for Aaron Johansson, around 5 million euros, and it looks like he's heading on his way uh, to Werder Bremen, a mid-table Bundesliga team, so it's very exciting. Very, very exciting. You know, you, uh, Werder Bremen just sold two of the strikers, their leading goal scorer, Di Santo, and uh, Selke, I can't remember his first name, but he went down to the Bundesliga 2 for uh, Leipzig. We actually tried to buy him in our Leipzig career in FIFA 15. We did. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, what was I talking about? Make, make us sporting directors. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they lost to the strikers, so he should get a lot of playing time. And, you know, we talked to, we talked to Ian Joy about how good the Bundesliga is in terms of development, um, Especially for a player like Johansson, it's a much smoother transition in terms of play style for a player coming from the Netherlands. So I think it'll suit with him well, and I hope I hope he gets a lot of good playing time. And um, uh, Werder Bremen like to play an attacking four four two diamond formation. So I mean, I guess he's get if that's the U.S.'s formation going forward. I mean, that could be huge. Him yeah. getting practice, yeah. linking up with another striker, and the fact that they do play with two strikers also leads us to believe that he will get playing time as well. Um, and you know. Werder Bremen do not like to spend money, so if they're willing to shell out 5 million euros, it's likely that he's going to start. Good for Johansson. He's had the second highest um, minute-to-goal ratio, or goal-to-minute ratio, in the Netherlands for the past year. So, uh, he's a very, very good player. Had a very disappointing Gold Cup. Uh, should have scored a couple more goals. Had two wonderful chances against Jamaica. One that went off the post. One header that he should have put on frame, at least. Yeah. But... It'll be good for his development, and the striker, the striker uh, position's up for grabs. It really yeah, is. Yeah, especially for the know, US. with Josie being kicked off the Gold Cup roster, we really don't know where that's heading. We, we really don't. At first, when I heard the news that he was looking for a transfer, I thought for sure it was going to be MLS. Well, that's what, that was the news, like, last a couple days ago, because he's always talking about MLS and how he wants to play yeah, there, and yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure RSL was interested. Um, but we need players challenging themselves like this, and, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good move for him. Yeah, it, it will be a good move. Let me ask you, uh, okay. Uh, I didn't expect it to happen. I thought he'd move next year, to be honest. Over, under, eight goals in the, in the Bundesliga. <sighs> Man, 
I say I say if he plays like twenty to twenty five to thirty and up games, I think he scores over eight goals. You know, he's 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 a very injury prone player though. Yeah. So and, and there's a lot of other ways that Johansson can help the team besides just scoring goals. So it's true, especially in a two striker formation. Yeah. And if he becomes more of a facilitator, that might be good for the U.S. too. Yeah. So good move. Good move for Aaron. Good for him. Moving on, we have some U.S. Women's National Team news. Uh, World Cup winning coach Jill Ellis um, signed a contract extension that goes up and until, or sorry, up and until after the 2019 Women's World Cup in France. So, wow, it's in France. Yeah, that's a good place to have it. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely deserved. She won the won the World Cup, showed that she could make adjustments. She could handle, you know, the egos of Abby Wambach. There's a real sense of camaraderie with this team. Uh, they struggled early, but she made the adjustments and they won the tournament, and that's what it's about. I mean, they played well at the right time. I was wrong. Many people were wrong about her coaching tactics and her style. She figured it out, and she was able to to tell a player like Abby Wambach, you know, you, we, the team is better when you're not on the field, essentially, because the team was better without her on the field. Although, recently, uh, we didn't talk about this, but Abby Wambach says she wants to play next year in the Olympics. It'll be interesting if she makes that roster because yeah. it's an 18, it's an 18 woman roster, not a 23 woman roster. So it's a much, it's a much smaller squad, but good for Jill Ellis. Definitely well-deserved. And, uh, I'm excited about this cycle, man. Uh, let's bring another one home. Number four. Yeah. Uh, moving on. We got a lot of European cup action in the past few days. Just, you know, your, your general preseason games where the winner of the league... Well, not, they're trophies. The the they're trophies. Coffee. They are trophies. <laughs> well, they're meaningful games. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, they're exciting games. I mean, I'll give them that, but... I think the good thing is that, you know, it's three subs. It's, it's generally close to a starting lineup, you see, so... Yeah, obviously controversy has been drawn from them already. We'll get to that in a second. Let's start with the Community Shield. Yeah, so in the Community Shield, Arsenal beat Chelsea one nothing thanks to a goal from Oxlade Chamberlain and Wembley. Fantastic goal, fantastic goal. Yeah, uh, and the big news from this game was that afterwards, Arsene Wenger and Jose Mourinho did not shake hands, and then uh, Jose Mourinho threw his second place Community Shield medal uh, into the stands. Yeah, someone threw garbage at him, and then he threw his medal into the stands. So uh, I don't know. I think the handshake. You know, a lot of people have been talking about it. It's been a hot topic issue. I like it. I think it's good. I I, th- I really like their um, I really like their sort I, of rivalry. No, no. Here, here, here's the thing. I would always hand. I would always handshake. Yeah. Right. But, I think if they both agree not to handshake, I think I think it's fine. I mean, if you if you're gonna have to bring up Pep Guardiola and Caleb Porter. You know, you don't just ignore someone, I, I think. I think mm. that's really rude, especially yeah. in a friendly. But this is a well-documented rivalry. Both both managers have said things to each other in the media. So I think it's a, it's a completely different situation. This kind of rivalry just adds to the intrigue of the match. I think it also... Mourinho was able to deflect a lot of criticism away from how his how poorly his team played. Because uh, they really... Remy should have scored. Hazard should have scored. Um he was able to deflect that away with something like this. You know, they're talking about him as opposed to his tactics, which I think is good for Mourinho. Yeah. Um, But ultimately, this game really doesn't matter. Yeah, made this game more intense. And also, you know, it's going to be a hot storyline coming in because obviously the two favorites to win the Premier League this year are Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah, they're my winner. Chelsea's your winner. Arsenal's my winner. Chelsea's your winner. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a a preview episode. Also, this is the first time Arsene Wenger has 
beat Jose Mourinho. Yeah, I heard that. Which is, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, surprising. Yeah, moving on, we had the French Super Cup where PSG beat Lyon 2-0 uh, thanks to goals from Cavani and Aurier. Yeah. Aurier scored for, first in the 11th minute. Cavani added a second in the 19th minute. Uh, you know, expected PSG win. Although they didn't win the league last year, so. Yeah, we're not going to do a, a league preview, I don't think, so. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how many how many previews we actually get to. Um, well, Serie A is definitely Serie you know, later A's on, so I think we'll be able to do that one. Yeah. Uh, uh, PSG is going to win the league. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic did say that this could be his last game in a PSG uniform. I don't know what that means. He's talking about a surprise transfer. Yeah, Zlatan yeah. to Columbus. He 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 refuses to say that I'm going to stay at PSG. Hashtag Zlatan to yeah, Columbus. Okay, I, I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it, for a while, Ibrahimovic just you know says that like I'm never him and his agent always say that you know I'm not confirmed to be staying at PSG. Yeah. All Obviously, there are rumors of him looking to Milan for a while. Is in terms of climate, Columbus is kind of similar to Sweden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... <laughs> okay, yeah. He, he refuses to say that he's going to stay with PSG. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. He, they're talking about how he's going to move back to AC Milan, which would be great for Serie A. So. Yeah, it would be. But, I, don't, I mean, how many... Uh, Zlatan's clearly their best striker, but they've already bought two strikers this window. Yeah. So unless they and send also, Menez back to PSG in the deal, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I mean, they're linked with other players. It, it won't happen. I, I think Zlatan's going to stay at PSG this year, but then next year I'd look out for a transfer. Well, next year he's out of contract. Okay. So someone will get a, a free transfer. Hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why Red Bulls are uh, saving up their DP spots. Well, they did just sign a DP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was official. But yeah, <laughs> Zlatan to New York, Zlatan to Columbus. I'd really like to see that. Um, so Columbus mo- is yellow, Sweden is yellow. Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, in the German Super Cup, Bayern uh, ended up tying Wolfsburg at the end of extra time, 1-1. Uh, Wolfsburg had a late goal from Nicholas Bentner. All hail, hail Lord Bentner. You know, he showed it against the U.S., showing it against yeah, Bayern. Patrick, you know what? I, I'm going to catch a lot of hate for this, I mean, maybe just from you, but I honestly have thought for the last year and a half the Nicholas Bentner is a quality football player. Okay. We can just look at his goal scoring record and that'll tell you otherwise. He was a sub! I don't care. He's a quality, especially when he plays for Denmark. He's a quality player. Okay. I mean, I mean, why? He's not, he's not, just the way he plays, he scores goals. Did you see his goal? It was, it was, it was, it was upper echelon to quote, to quote Spencer FC. Okay. I mean, I, th- Okay, yeah, he's good at scoring goals off the bench. He can do it, but I don't think he can start for like a Champions League team necessarily. Or well, <laughs> I mean, okay, I don't. Champions League team is kind of a broad thing, but <laughs> all right. I I just think he's a good soccer player. I think he he makes a lot happen when he's playing. I think not, not only is he great in the air, but he can play on on the ground. I don't think he's like a. I don't think he's a top four player. I'm just like none, none of this would have happened. I mean, uh, I mean, this wouldn't have. No, been, no, no, no. It's because no. he's so cocky. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I just think he's a good player. I think he's a lot better. Yeah, I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. Yet yeah, you hate on Ronaldo for being cocky. Yet he actually does things. I'm really not well saying. I'm not. Okay, I, I don't like Bettner's cockiness. Uh, so, well, I'm saying based on play. Obviously, I love Ronaldo's play. 
You've been over this. Don't okay. paint me as a Ronaldo <laughs> hater. Because yeah, it's not are. true. No, it's no, it's not. <laughs> well, no, because like I don't know when people are talking about Ronaldo and like how great he is for football or whatever. You're gonna bring up in this conversation Ronaldo's attitude. I don't like his attitude. I never then, said I like Bettner. I just said he's a good soccer player. Okay, fair enough. But if people are talking about strikers, you're not you're not gonna say. Bentner's at, you're not going to bring up his attitude because of the caliber that Ronaldo's at. He's just under so much scrutiny. Well, that's, that's because it's it's a different argument. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, especially when you're comparing to Messi, I understand. Yeah. But, like... Well, usually people are asking me about my personal preference. Yeah, like Ronaldo. Although Messi, Messi's... Now better. Uh, well, yeah, as a player, but I'm talking about how he went to Gabon, and he's just evading taxes. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know. And Messi, I don't know. We'll just say I don't like either of them. I do like Messi's play better. I think he's more fun to watch. All right, this is this is not even. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Robin scored too. We didn't say that. Yeah, and um, then uh, Wolfsburg beat Byron five to four on penalties. Yeah, Chabi Alonso misses, and then you know who scores the winning? Oh, well, it was a great save. You know who scores the winning penalty? Nicholas Bentner. Lord Bentner. It was a great goal. Okay, see now it Kevin, seems like Kevin, like Kevin De Bruyne <laughs> should have scored. Early on, I, I mean that he had a terrible, terrible miss on an open net, but a great assist. I okay, I like the I like the whole Lord Bentner thing. I just think it's funny. Okay, yeah, true. So, uh, you think Wolfsburg's going to get second again, or you think Dortmund are going to come back up? Well, um, I think Wolfsburg's got a shot to win, and I'll talk about mm-hmm. this more in our Bundesliga preview okay, if yeah. we end up doing it. But um, yeah, I think I think I think Wolfsburg has a shot to win, and I'll explain my reasoning. But I think I'll still end up picking Bayern. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's move on. We got uh, some nice words about MLS from David Luiz, PSG defender, and he said that MLS is going to be a top league in the next five to ten years. So you know, top so. league. He said a lot of players are coming over now. He he would like to play here at some point. He loved playing in front of the American fans. So it's possible. Uh, I mean, in the next in the next CBA, there might have to be a drastic change to get to that point, though. So we'll see. As as long as our, um, you can already see our academy players are so much better. Um, I mean, our our young Americans and our young players coming through MLS are so much better than they were even two three years ago. I mean, just the the mid level players that we're signing, like Seattle's players that they're signing, yeah, you know, like Sean Wright Phillips or Sasha Kledgston, those are huge. Those those middle ground players, yeah, in between DPS and homegrown players, like those 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 players are what make the league better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. So what, speaking of MLS, why don't we move on to some MLS results? So I'm just gonna go over what happened this past weekend. So goals galore. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, highest scoring day ever on Saturday, August 1st, for MLS. Yeah, then what happens on Sunday, the first match is 0-0. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll get to that. That was an awful game. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay, so at home, New- NYCFC lost to Montreal 2-3. to Piatti scored a brace for Montreal, and Lampard debuted. Yeah, Lampard was awful. <laughs> yeah. um, Montreal's getting it done, man. They're getting it done, and... Uh, you know they're sitting in the they're sitting in sixth place in the East right now, um, so it, it it's uh, they they got a chance they got a shot to make a run if they if they end up making the playoffs and I think I think they might but the East is really really tight yeah 
really, really tight. Because otherwise, I mean, it was a big match in terms of standing because Montreal and New York were both on 24 points. So. Yeah. Okay, our next game is Philadelphia losing at home 1-3 to to Red Bulls. Uh, Sean Wright Phillips debuted for Red Bulls and Tranquilo Bernetta debuted for Philadelphia Union. Yeah, Bernetta gave away a penalty, but overall looked pretty good. Phillips had an assist to his brother Bradley Wright Phillips. Clenched and scored a penalty as well. Um, or pe- scored the penalty that Bernetta was uh, at fault for. Um, good match for New York, and they, they're just rising in the standings, man. Rising in the standings. And with the additions of Verone, um, it, it's going to be it's gonna be great. DC United beat Real Salt Lake 6-4 to at home in the highest-scoring MLS game in history. Chris Rolfe had a brace to lead them past RSL. Uh, yeah, Chris Rolf, uh, great penalty, crazy game. RSL was up 2-0, um, and then it just, I mean, then DC went up 3-2, to yeah. and then it was 3-3, I, I think. It was tied 4-4. Uh, yeah, it was 4-4. Actually, I think, wait, was it 3-3? I don't, I honestly don't remember. It was just so crazy. But, uh, Taylor Kemp, what a shot. With his off his left foot, absolutely incredible. And then Nick De Leon, the sixth goal was incredible. And then Kyle Beckerman's goal yeah. was uh, very, very good too. So very, very exciting matches. Ten goals, very, very little defending in this match. Yeah, very little. It's kind of troubling to me that potentially our number one and number two defensive midfield options in Beckerman and Perry Kitchen were playing in this match. <laughs> but, <laughs> And, and even before you mentioned Will Trapp, who could, I mean, help the the concede, okay, helped Columbus Crew concede five goals uh, against Orlando. Um, yeah, I mean, wow, Orlando put on a show. Yeah. Kyle Laren, five goals in two games. Yeah, he had a brace in this 11 one. Eleven goals on the season now, I think. Um, so, I mean, he's running away with Rookie of the Year. Yeah, uh, he's tied for most goals for a rookie in MLS season right now. That's crazy. I mean, first of all, we're in August. Second of all, he missed a month at the Gold Cup. Yeah. So, um, it's it, Kyle Laren, uh, number one overall pick, uh, rookie of the year. He's your rookie of the year. And Columbus, Columbus, uh, you know, eight goals in the last two games they've given up. They need Pogatets back in the lineup. Yeah. And they need to strengthen their defense. New England beat Toronto FC 3-1 at home as Josie got a red card. And continues his lack of goals. He did score a penalty recently. But. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say about Josie. He's not playing well. There's an opening for Johansson. Uh, but good win for New England. Getting back in the swing of things. Michael Bradley didn't play, of course. Uh, it's going to be huge once he comes back. Um, but good win for New England. Sporting KC tied Houston 1-1 at home. Yeah, not, not a whole lot to say. Bad refereeing. Uh, Casey should have been awarded a penalty at, late on. Um, but uh, both teams that moved to the West played to a 1-1 draw. L.A. beat Colorado 3-1 on the road. Yeah, not a whole lot to say. Um, Alan Gordon scores a goal late on. Um, Letjet scored a goal. Yeah, oh. Letjet continues to score. So... Uh, he definitely deserves... I think he definitely deserves a call-up, actually. In an important game for the Cascadia Cup, Seattle loses uh, 3-0 to Vancouver at home. What is going on with Seattle? Uh, I don't even... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 
They got Dempsey and Evans back. Maybe they do need Martins. Defense has been terrible. Uh, Tomas has not been that great since he was signed. Um, you know, they just can't get anything going forward, and they're leaking goals in the back. So they got to figure something out. They, I believe they're sixth now in the standings. So they really, really need to figure it out if they if they want to uh, if they want to compete for it for a uh, for a title this year for their first title. Yeah, San Jose tied Portland zero zero. Um, I don't even I don't even want to talk about this match. I watched the whole match. It was terrible. <laughs> it was it was awful. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna watch this in case Tommy Thompson scores because I love watching him play. It was terrible. Portland was awful. Diego Valeri had his worst match I've ever seen him play. Uh, but Fatai Alashi, the 21, 22-year-old defensive midfielder, rookie for San Jose, American, he played in the Toulon tournament. Very, very good. So he continues to develop at a very rapid pace. Chicago Fire uh, changed their results and won 2-0 against FC Dallas. Wow. I mean, FC Dallas was number one in the league. And then Chicago, bottom of the league. Ends up winning 2 nothing. That's what happens. Hasn't Chicago beaten, like, Seattle and... They beat some yeah, yeah, D- yeah. DC, maybe? Well, I, I mean, Seattle is not much anymore, but... But they beat someone else, didn't they? I, I can't re- seem to remember. Yeah, but I-, I know they definitely beat Seattle. So, should I uh, list the standings now? Yeah, why don't you start with the West? Alright, so in the West, Vancouver Whitecaps lead the way with 39 points. One point down at second is FC Dallas. LA Galaxy's in third. Sporting Kansas City's in fourth. Portland Timbers are in fifth. Sounders drop to sixth. RSL is seventh, just out of playoffs. Houston Dynamo is eighth. San Jose is ninth. And Colorado Rapids are tenth. In the Eastern Conference, DC United leads the way with 41 points. New York Red Bulls are in second, down nine points, but four games in hand. Columbus Crew SC are in third. New England Revolution are in fourth. Toronto SC are in fifth. Montreal Impact are in sixth. Orlando City SC in seventh, just out of playoffs. New York City FC tied with them on points. Uh, not tied with them on points, sorry. Three points down. Chicago Fire at ninth and Philadelphia Union at 10th. Yeah, uh, a lot of changes this week in the standings. So. Um, with, uh, so let's go into my power rankings. Yeah. All right. So at number one, DC United up to first place. Most points in the league. First team to hit 41 points up two spots. Vancouver up three to uh, number two with their big three-nothing victory over Seattle. Dallas down two, lost to Chicago. Can't happen. Uh, Galaxy down two um, just because of the movement of D.C. and Vancouver. Uh, Red Bulls up four to number five. Um, You know, they they continue to play well. They're second in the East now. Uh, Sporting Kansas City stay at six. Columbus down three, uh, you know, to number seven. Bad loss at Orlando. Um, Portland up two to number eight. Um, also, they're moving up, basically, because other teams were falling, um, and they moved up in the standings a little bit. Uh, New England up one to number nine after their win over Toronto. Seattle down three to number ten. Three weeks ago, in their first power rankings, they were number one. They moved down three every single week. <laughs> um, uh, number 11, Toronto down three. Montreal stays at 12 after their big win. Orlando up 1 to number 13. Still in 7th place in the East, so outside the playoff picture. RSL up 1 despite their loss to number 14 because they're still in it. Seattle continues to fall. Seattle, they they have to be afraid of missing the playoffs. They really do. Um, 
And then NYCFC down two to fifteen, lost to Montreal on the road. I mean, that's you, yeah. Montreal's a good team, but you it's a big match they lost. Houston stays at sixteen, San Jose up one to seventeen, Chicago up two to eighteen, first time out of twentieth place. Uh, Philadelphia down two to nineteen. Um, now the worst team in the league. And Colorado. Number twenty. Yeah. And the reason the reason Chicago and Philadelphia are ahead of them is because they I think they have a much higher shot of making the playoffs. I noticed that LA Galaxy is down two to number four. Do you think when Giovanni Dos Santos starts to play that, you know, they'll become a better team and possibly, you know, win the West? Yeah, I, I still think they're gonna win it. I think they're gonna win the West. But yeah, they played more games than both FC Dallas and Vancouver Whitecaps. And are still down on points to both of those teams, so they'll have to turn it around a bit more. Yeah, and DC has played the same amount as LA, actually. So, I mean, the Sporter Shield race is wide open. And Dallas has played the least out of those top teams. Sporting Kansas City has only played 20 games, and they're on 34 points. So, it's wide open, man. Wide open. Toronto FC is down 3 to number 11. Sebastian Giovinco has been great in the past month. Does Josie need to also score in order for this team to do well? Yeah, they need goals from somewhere else. They can't just rely on Giovinco. Michael Bradley coming back will help them a lot, though. Yeah. And I, I guess this isn't a question that has to do with your power rankings, but who, who do you think is going to win Supporter Shield? Uh, DC. DC. Yeah. Just because the East, is, it's easier to pick up points. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Should we move on to yeah. transfers? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's stay in MLS. Seattle Sounders signed Austrian midfielder Andreas Ivan Schietz from Levante. Yeah. Uh, Austrian international has made 69 appearances for the national team. Um, 12, uh, I believe. Tw- yeah, 12 goals for the national team. Um, so it should be a good addition to their midfield. They need good additions to their midfield. Um, another middle ground signing, like I was talking about. Yeah. Columbus Crew signed forward Jack McInerney from the Montreal Impact in a trade. Um, in return, Montreal Impact got a second-round pick in the 2016 MLS draft. Yeah, and I believe allocation money. Um, but, um, so yeah, good, good, great trade for uh, Columbus. He'll be the backup for Kamara, McInerney will. Uh, a good goal scorer, young American goal scorer, much better than Aaron Schoenfeld, who's not a good striker, unfortunately. Uh, well, no, I, I don't want to say that. He just hasn't performed yet. So he's young, he can still improve. But Jack McInerney is much more of a sure thing if Kamara happens to go down, and they can take Kamara off. I, he's been overworked, I'd say. Yeah. Montreal Impact sign Johan Venegas. Yeah, Costa Rican uh, midfielder. Uh, they signed him from uh, Alajolense, the Costa Rican Giants. Uh, he's also a Costa Rican international, uh, 26 years old, five appearances for the national team. Gaston Fernandez parted ways with Portland Timbers and is currently unattached. La Gata, unfortunately. Why, why isn't he El Gato? I don't, I don't know. He's male. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is El Gato. <laughs> or maybe people call him Gata Fernandez. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you know, he left just like Pinedo with L.A., um, but, you know, he's a great, great player, but unfortunately didn't really fit the system for uh, Portland. I still think he could be a really good player in this league, though. All right, you want to talk about some European transfers? Let's do it. 
Manchester United player, uh, midfielder Di Maria, was confirmed to be signing with PSG after he passed his medical today, and there's also photo confirmation of that. Yeah, uh, great signing for PSG. Uh, Di Maria still has uh, a lot left in the tank, I think. He had a bad season. Not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah. Um, he's still a great player. He can play on the wing. He can play underneath the striker. Uh, or he, he can play deeper as well. Um, he plays on the wing for Argentina, so uh, he, he brings a lot of versatility um, to this team. Um, and it looks like they might be freeing up some... They might have to sell someone to free up some money, though. PSG might. And uh, it looks like Pedro might be coming in to Manchester United. Yeah. As a replacement. Which I don't really understand, but whatever. Louis van Gaal is going to do what Louis van Gaal wants to do. True. Stevan Jovetic is confirmed to be joining Inter Milan on loan this season from Manchester City. Yeah, he was uh, prolific in Serie A for Fiorentina. Good to see him back where he can, uh, you know, where he can do well. Um, and, you know, he's still a quality, quality striker. Uh, Ricky Lambert transferred from Liverpool to West Brom. Uh, yeah, didn't he score two goals in his debut in a friendly? Yeah. I, yeah, so uh, good signing for West Brom, I think. He still, he still has a lot to offer. Uh, and then Roma signed Edin Dzeko and Salah. Well, Edin Dzeko is not exactly confirmed yet. He hasn't made his medical, but uh, Salah is confirmed. Uh, we saw pictures of him in training with Roma. <laughs> Didn't they, didn't they get a lot of flack for that, Roma? Yeah, we actually we haven't confirmed the deal yet, and we're not supposed to for legal reasons, I think. And we just accidentally tweeted a picture with the players training and Salah was in the background. Well, uh, in any case, good signing for Roma, and I really yeah. think they're going to win the Scudetto this year. So yeah, and Jeco will be a fantastic signing. Yeah, I mean Jeco, I think he could. You know, when he starts, he scores goals for Manchester yes. City. That's the thing. Especially he scored. He, didn't, he scored in his last friendly. Yeah, he's like the only player who scored. Oh, no, I think they will ask 4-2 to Stuttgart. Yeah, but he definitely did score in that game. Yeah, um, yeah and he's always been in the shadows of Aguero, so if, if you have him as a consistent starter, I think he's going to play well. Agreed. All right, so uh, we had this segment in the last episode. Why don't we talk about some American abroad performances? Bobby Wood had two assists um, in a friendly for... Uh, oh, God, I'm forgetting the name. Uh, Union Berlin. Yeah, Union Berlin. <laughs> and Andrew Wooden had two goals for... I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. But he has three goals in two games. Definitely deserves a call-up, maybe. If you call it Bobby Wood, you got to call it Wooten, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, he had a good season last year, Wooten did. Bobby Wood, playing well. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Horvath and Molda were knocked out of Champions League qualification today after losing on aggregate to Dynamo Zagreb. Three to th- they lost on, di- on aggregate 4-4. Four to four. Lost today's match 3-3. Three to three. They were down 2 nothing, but they missed two penalties. I said that three nothing. Oh, did I say two? You said two nothing. Right, I meant to say three nothing. Um, they lost. They missed two penalties. Unfortunate, because Josh Gatt's also on that team. Yeah, unfortunate because if Ethan Horvath got to make you know the playoff round, a lot of clubs are going to be seeing him, and you know. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, Zellem was demoted to Arsenal's youth team. Yeah, uh, doesn't really mean much. Arsene Wenger did say he's going to play first team football, so I don't know. If he's going to get loaned out, or if Arsenal was, just, or if Arsene Wenger was just saying that, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bolton rejected a, a bid for Tim Ream by QPR. Interesting, right? Yeah. You know, there might be some buzz generating around this guy who's been playing so well and a very versatile player. Can play in the midfield. Can play well defensive mid. He can play center back. He can play left back. Um, it's, so it's funny because I got really excited at this like for a second, and then I realized that QPR got relegated. They might be up next year, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I, I would watch Brighton. I think they're going to get promoted this year. 
They did. They did just recently sign someone. Uh, some some Premier League striker. I can't. I like Brighton. Um, uh, Alvarado scores an own goal in a three-one loss uh, with Club America to Greg Garza on Atlas. They lost three-one. Terrible own goal, but he got the start, so that's good. We uh, we have a lot of time left, so I just want to ask you this. Right as of right now, who's your starting center back pair for the U.S.? Well, the likely one is Alvarado and Brooks. Did I, you want to see that? that doesn't I think f- I'd want to see Brooks and Beasler. Brooks and Beasler. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I, I think. For, but I really think I really think for the Mexico match, I think we should go Gonzalez Beasler. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Or maybe Cameron Beasler. I think it was. I think it was last summer where. Beasler had offers from a lot of places from Europe, no, notably Stuttgart, and he rejected it and then signed a DP deal with Sporting Kansas City. Do you think his career would be different if he moved to Stuttgart? Uh, I don't. I don't think he'd necessarily be better. They're in a relegation fight. You know, he's a starter for Sporting KC. Uh, he was a little bit injured last year. You know, so he's able to come back into the lineup, get back into form. So I think I think it's a good move ultimately for him. But he's a very talented center back. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Pulisic scored a game winner for the Borussia Dortmund under nineteen team versus Barcelona. Yeah, just exciting to see him score. I'm sure not a lot of, not a lot of people know who Christian Pulisic is, and so why don't you? Well, talk he's a uh, he's a central, mostly a central attacking midfielder. Um, he plays for the U seventeen national team, um, and they they'll be playing in the World Cup in October. Um, and you know he's a very very attacking player, very tricky player. But, you know, he's just so technically gifted, so good on the ball, and he really looks like the real deal if you watch him play. Um, so, you know, he's playing up, actually. He's not playing for the British Dortmund U17 team. Um, so, you know, it's good. It's good to see. And Klopp loved him, so he trained a couple of times with the, the first team. Uh, so we got three young players at British Dortmund right now, and Joe Jao, Kristen Pulisic, and Junior Flores. Yeah, exciting stuff in Europe. Yep. All right, so uh, we play a game at the end of every episode. Why don't you explain what that is? Um, all right, so we don't have a name for the game yet, but basically, uh, one person um, asks the other per- or gives another person a player. The uh, person who's getting asked who that player asked about that player um, doesn't know who the player is before the episode, so it's completely new to them. Um, and then they have to they, they have to answer three questions: What do they think about his game? Um, where where do you where do you think they rate where do you think they are in the in the national team pool? Um, not necessarily U.S. national team pool can be any national team. And will they be at the 2018 World Cup? All right, you got you got a guy for me. Yeah, I've got Darlington Nagby who plays for the Portland Timbers as a winger. Oh man, he's about to get his U.S. passport in September. Yeah, so I I, I love the player. Um, he can also play central attacking midfielder. Um, so number one, what do I think of his game? Uh, hasn't scored many goals recently for uh, Portland, which is kind of troubling, but still been one of the better players. Very, very creative, very fast. Might be just what we need um, at the winger position for the national team. He is 25 years old. Where do I rate him in the pool? He is automatically a top five winger. Once he gets a citizenship. In no, 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 I was talking about the Liberian pool, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's a dual national, but he chose yeah. to play for the U.S. I think right now, Bedoya, Fabian Johnson, uh, Ethan Finley, um, Darlington Nagby, I think those are our top four wingers right now. But obviously, Graham Zuzzi is going to continue to get the nod, Zardes. Um, but, you know, it's... 
It's uh, he's a very very good player. And do I see him in the 2018 World Cup? Yes. Yes. You do. I do. Well, he would be 29 at that point, I think. 28. 28. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, he just turned 25, so he'll actually in the next World Cup he'll be 27. I mean, how, how he'll much? be 27 at the next World Cup. Oh wow. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, does that? Wait, does I that the ch- World Cup was a year ago. Does that change? Like, oh, he's gonna be twenty nine. Oh, no, he's gonna be twenty seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, because we saw a lot of like thirty year olds yeah. get called up to the World Cup. Wando, Jermaine Jones, Kyle Brad Davis, Kyle Beckerman. So. Oh, he was a bit older, but how much more room do you think he has to grow? A lot, a lot. And I think honestly, once he gets his citizenship, I think he's going to Europe. Really? Yeah. Wait, you think like they'll recognize that he's American and then get him? No, I think he's already... I'm pretty sure he's already generated interest. He's one of the better young players in the league, but he hasn't moved because he wants to attain that citizenship. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, do you have anything to say? Uh, Happy birthday, Sunil Chetri. (laughs) That concludes the main part of this podcast. Uh, We have... We have an email. You can email us at soccerbrothers at gmail.com. Uh, we have a, a Twitter for this podcast, at Soccer Bros Pod. Uh, my brother has a Twitter in at Big Time Brownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Sahil. Um, yeah. Subscribe and rate on iTunes. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to start saying that every time we do the Americans Abroad segment. Like as I'm saying it or like before? <laughs> before. Okay. Maybe we can put it in. Yeah, we'll just turn off the volume. You know, we might even auto-tune your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Through GarageBand. <laughs> All hail Lord Bender. <laughs>